You're like, I heard this guy, you know, Ted Schmitz can do kickflips. And he was a backyard wrestling fan. Ted was like a gnarly backyard wrestling fan. So everyone's like, what the hell's a kickflip? Oh, it's like where you ollie and the board flips and you land back on it. And we were like, no way. Can't be done. And this backyard wrestling fan, Ted Schmitz, came out skating with us. And he was a really cool guy. He wasn't like some gnarly jock asshole. He was a cool guy. And we were like, dude, do a kickflip. He did a kickflip. And we're like, oh, my God, that was a fucking trick. A kickflip, that was a trick. You know, like a, this was something you never thought possible. And you saw it. And it's like, I can't believe it. It's possible. But um, the craziest thing about podcasting is you can say, what if? You can say, what if I could say this? I think I could probably say this. And you can do it. You can go do it. You can, you can take something that was just pure, pure thought and make it reality. Because that's just the way it is, you know? Yo, what's up, skaters? Uh, this is Ryan Lay. On the pod, we've got Ted Schmitz, valet, busser, and writer. We've got Kyle Beachy, professor. We've got Ted Barrow, Instagram haver. And we've got Kristen Ebling, uh, executive director of Skate Like a Girl, and the person who just put on an amazing event called Wheels of Fortune that I had the pleasure of going to a week ago. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, we have some terrible news. We just found out that... Ben Raymer's legendary British skateboarder has passed away, um, and by the time you hear this, everyone will have known. Um, and I'm kind of at a loss of words for what to say, so fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I think right now it's sort of a, a kind of question of um, both, like, how do we deal with another one in skateboarding, and more to the point, like... What, uh, yeah, you just hope that he was taking care of himself and you hope that he felt loved by everyone around him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, other than, I mean, I, I didn't know him and you did. Um, but just, uh, it's hard. I they do not, they've never come this fast before and, and this many young folks. I, I don't know. It's weird. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to distinguish between like, is it just because it's the pool is bigger, like there's a bigger pool of skaters, or is it um, is something there, happening? Yeah, there's something happening. Um, but I, I think that like the internet obviously exacerbates that, makes it feel like it's just happening, like rapid fire. Yeah. Hey Ryan, uh, uh, in what capacity did you know him? Uh, I rode for Enjoy for a few years and got to travel with him. Uh, I went on a trip to. Sweden, Finland, and Russia with him. I stayed with him in San Jose for a little bit. Um, I kind of echoed this today in, in just a few brief things I've said. I, I haven't seen Ben, admittedly, for uh, maybe four or five years. But, uh, you know, he, like, really carried himself with, like, the joy and, and spirit of, like, a young kid. And everyone who knew him loved him. And he was the vibrant ball of energy at every demo, uh, skate park street session um and you know he's gonna be sorely sorely missed uh i mean other people have done it but done his obituary better justice but yeah just a terrible tragedy yeah i'm at the 
this age where like when someone dies that's like roughly my age or maybe a little bit younger than me it like has a a weird impact I guess like I guess that's also part of getting old but yeah it's just mind-boggling you know to think about think about it from that perspective like not knowing somebody but just knowing like a fellow skater has passed away that's you know like under 30 like that's it's just so sad yeah it's a kid he was a kid yeah yeah yeah, and you see a lot of sentiments that are like, you know, you know, tell your friends you love them. You never know when you're going to see them last. And I think that that's really important. But like something I've been thinking about today, because I have, you know, other friends and loved ones around me who have mental health issues. And I think like a hard part is like having really vulnerable conversations with people beyond just like telling them you love them. One, like be open and vulnerable about your own mental health. And two, like be willing to have like really tough conversations where you're you know really reaching out to people and I don't know for me like growing up as a guy uh that it's hard to be sensitive you know it takes a long time to, to learn how to be sensitive with your friends who you grew up skating with yeah I I <clears throat> have been lucky enough to have a couple friends who've when they left New York when they moved from where I live and I realized that they were across the country to have realized that like at different times in my life that they had actually saved my life just by being there. And yeah. I, yeah. I tell them of course, but like I, they're when they left, I was just like, Holy shit. Like these are people that are so important to me and they've played that role that you're describing, uh, Ryan. Um, but at the same time, I also think it's like, yes, it's important to remind people that you love them. But if someone is, in that place um uh, and you can never know what they're going through it's like i think i think a, a lot of those like things that people have been saying today particularly about ben and just like reminding everyone to tell you know tell your friends that you love them it's like what could we have done to have to have prevented this and um you just death is so kind of chaotic you know hmm. so random yeah it just reminds me that we're you know, really ill-equipped to deal with a lot of I don't know, the, the most pressing issues in life. Um, I, for one, feel that way right now. Well, we all, yeah, of course. Yeah, not just the skateboarders, it's just people. That's our human nature is not being able to deal with, like, life, <laughs> you know? Well, um, you know, rest in peace, Ben, and this episode's for you. Um, I know, fuck. Can we please <laughs> not, like, start every, I mean, like, let's no, please not, again. yeah, have people die every fucking week so um moving on i mean uh i did on a more uplifting note i did get the chance to visit the 10th annual wheels of fortune event in seattle which was uh, now last weekend uh kristen you want to unpack that a little bit and talk about all of the i don't know what seemed like months of work that you put into that yeah definitely um first of all thanks for coming that was really fun um just kind of in the last couple of days been going through all of the photos and reliving everything um which has been really fun um but yeah like uh, throughout the weekend people are like you know I'm like crowd surfing or I'm like skating my ass off or riding a mechanical skateboard whatever like um just raging and people are like god how do you have the energy for this and my response is just like I worked so hard for so long I'll be damned if I'm not having the most fun out of everybody so right. um 
please. You don't got to be a jock about it. <laughs> Can't help it. I'm just a jock. <laughs> well, yeah, full disclosure, I got the privilege of staying with Kristen and witnessing the, the work carried on into the middle of the event when Kristen is like breaking down in tears over the uh, the so grant manager at the city. Process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty incredible, though, to see it all come together and... Um, yeah, I don't know. Should we go by a little day by day of, of what happened and wh what were kind of the exciting moments of the event? So I guess Friday, I got there Thursday night. Friday was pretty loose and we did a uh, kind of male allyship conversation. And then after that, we did a, I got to sit in on a, what was it called? Coffees and Conversation, mm -hmm. which was a two separate panels. Uh, who, who all was on those panels, Kristen? Uh, we had sort of like an industry panel, which was moderated by Kim Woozy. Um, and on the industry panel was Yulian Oliver, who is like one of the, I would say one of few, I think she's the only woman agent that um, uh, works for like women skateboarders. Like, I don't know, some of her um, athletes are like Lacey Baker, Mariah Duran, Jen Soto, um, those, those folks. So that's Yulian. And then... Uh, Mimi Noop, who started Women's Skateboarding Alliance and is responsible for uh, gender pay uh, equality, which is pretty awesome in action sports. So before Mimi and the work that she did, like women made like peanuts compared to what guys did um, at like X Games and Street League and like those types of contests and stuff. Um, and then Norma Ibarra, who's like my good friend and um, photographer. Love that. Um, yeah, and then the second panel was skaters, and that kind of featured like some younger skaters. So like we had Una Ferrar on there, and then Lacey Baker, um, and then we kind of had more folks in the legend category. So we had uh, Vanessa Torres and Jamie Reyes. So yes. it was that one I got to moderate, which was sort of like verbally hurting cats. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's my best way to describe it. But it was it was pretty hilarious and. Um, it was cool. I felt like the whole room was super full, and, but full of people that all people kind of knew or knew of or whatever. And it just, although it was like a crowd of like maybe like a hundred people packed in this little coffee shop, it felt really safe. And it felt like everyone on the microphone and everyone that was sharing like on the panel, it wasn't like people were giving these glossy like bullshit answers. Like it was really cool to hear, especially stuff that Vanessa had to say just about yeah. the industry and how she sort of found herself outside of the industry and kind of trying to start her own company and instead trying to, yeah, do her own thing versus, you know, waiting for companies to kind of come around. So I thought that was really cool. Are those online somewhere or will they be? Yes. Uh, so there's another skateboarding podcast called Quell. First of all, I just want to give a big shout out uh, to Adrian and Kristen. Um, I was actually interviewed on Quell and I've been listening to their episodes. Um, but they are going to post that as soon as we get the audio all dialed. Um, but yeah, that'll be on Quell and that's available on all podcast like Sick. platforms. Great. Yep. Yeah. They they have a really fun show. I I've, I've I I listened to it when you were on, and they're just like that. That's sick. I I like the <clears throat> the voice and and everything on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then so and then yeah. Saturday. Wait, but uh, Friday? How could you forget about Friday night? Friday night was that karaoke <laughs> night? No. <laughs> so he literally forgot about. I literally Friday. forgot about <laughs> Friday night. I well also I I. Uh, got a diagnosis for strep throat Thursday. <laughs> Tried to cancel my flight Friday morning. Couldn't cancel it. And then, like an hour before my flight, I was like, "Ah, fuck it. I'm just gonna go to the airport." Yeah. And so Kristen was willing to house me with strep throat. So I was a little delusional and and tired 
for most of the event. Uh, so Kristen, yeah. please inform me what I missed out on Friday night. Uh, so Friday night there was a video premiere on uh, kind of like welcome party sort of thing. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah, like of course. Skating out in the parking lot, like a bunch of random obstacles and some pop-up like booths and stuff. But the main thing is that we played the new Skate Witches video, which is called Thanks, which is available on USB at theskatewitches.com if anybody wants to swoop one of those. Or you just need a new USB stick. Um, it's multi-purpose. Um, and we also premiered our new Skate Witches zine, which is our 12th zine. Um, so that was pretty cool. And Sick. Yeah, we it's played actually really, a bunch of other videos too, trailers I've, and things like that. My, my friend Raina My memory's coming back to me, yeah. and I, now I have a copy of the video, but uh, it's a really great classic VX skate video with an amazing soundtrack and really good editing, and you definitely should buy it because it's good, and it's got clips of my dog breadcrumb in it. <laughs> That's a... I've never heard of that way of distributing skate videos. Yeah, that's I didn't like, want to. I didn't want to like yep. interrupt too hard right now. But, that's fucking cool. But if, are we actually now? We're at a new medium. We have a, we have left DVD behind obs, but yeah. now we're we're actually distributing by way of thumb drives. Yeah, yeah, you don't have a thumb drive shelf in your in your living room. Well, yeah, yeah, I, it's got I a little, do. It's got I mean, like a little laser engravement on it. I have one, but I, I yeah, I guess I could have another. It's like a keychain too, which is kind of dope. Yeah, yeah, that's tight. That's great. And we got them like, uh, I don't have one on me, but. Uh. Yeah, they have really cool little uh, graphics on them. Like they are like their own little art piece. It's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah. then when you switch over to USB-C, you're going to have another one. <laughs> and, and then it's like, uh, yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's Capitalism cool. is rough. <laughs> it's fucking it's innovation you ever heard of it? Yeah, and so then Saturday was the witch hunt and that was uh, amazing. I mean, it's kind of hard to like overstate just like how powerful everything felt and it, this is just gonna sound silly but just I don't know being like one of the very few guys there and seeing like a skate park that was filled with a bunch of women queer and trans skaters who were like ready to go out and do this awesome like king of the road style scavenger hunt um I don't know it's just really really special that's rad but, but Kristen tell them a little bit more about how the witch hunt worked um yeah so we ran out of room on the sign-up sheet because there were so many teams. <laughs> um, last year we had 20. This year we had 30, so that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, basically it's teams of five to ten skaters. You have a filmer. Um, and, yeah, you just go out and complete challenges that are on um, a little uh, challenge sheet. Um, yeah. Some of the challenges include, like, you know, everything from – filling a tampon with beet juice and then drinking from it in public to like knee sliding down a grocery aisle to, you know, skate tricks, shaving your head. Getting um, a Sheckler tattoo getting, on your back, which I did see uh, happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there were, uh, there were Alex White tattoos too. Yeah, Alex White tribute tattoos. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> sorry, my husband that's just like got That's high home. stakes fucking skate contest shit. Yeah. But yeah, the, I think the highlight for me also was uh, karaoke that 35th North hosted, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, that was really just amazing. Like, it's so cool. Like, I, I can't even describe the feeling in there. Like, that sweat-filled room with everyone just, I don't know. What'd you sing, Ryan? Completely letting loose. Uh, I sang... Uh, what did I sing? Alex that remembers. People Who Died by Jim Carroll oh, Band. that's a good one. That was my one song. You and Alex crushed it. But before... Uh, Kristen, what'd you do? What'd you oh, I did a bunch of stuff. Um, Four Non Blondes was... Four Non Blondes, yeah. Was, uh, 
Was That's rad. what got my video blocked when I tried to promote the video. Dude, it was, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, cool. but I told yeah. Instagram I had the explicit rights of the... Uh, <laughs> of the I am non-blonde, so... Is that a go-to, Kristen? Yeah, for sure. That's the nice. national anthem of women's skateboarding. International anthem, I should say. Oh, yeah. In Kristen's contest run on Sunday, <laughs> right. they just like stopped mid-contest run and everybody, an entire skate park filled with people, like humid as hell, was just singing for non-blondes. <laughs> at the top of their lungs. Which uh, which four non blonde song? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpan. Uh, holy shit! Uh, I wish I had a second one off the top of my yeah, head, like, <laughs> which, and it just it, is not possible. A deep cut or like what? Yeah, yeah deep cut. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, I was gonna say before we went to 35th and did karaoke. Uh, after Witch Hunt ended, we had the queer and trans uh, skate jam in honor of my late friend uh sage williams which was really beautiful and really special um shout out to pris for organizing that and uh cora and leo and tris and all the hilarious people on the microphone oh my um, god running like it. the hardest i've laughed in yeah in, in like years shout out to reverend dollars the dj that was bumping it was really fun um it was a super fun event and it was really cool uh in the sense that like that community like dominated the space and it was you know a lot of times i'm the one that's like centered in things like i'm at women in trans night and i'm skating or whatever and i have to like always be telling other people like not to skate and like all that it was like really cool to just chill and and watch everyone else skate and let that community have the space and um i thought most for the most part everyone was super respectful of that and it was just really cool it's really special oh yeah i just wish sage was there for it um Fuck, I forgot off the credits. The fucking song in on uh, on the Thrasher site was fucking awesome. It was like, it's a punk band. Uh, result uh, of Choice. Band? What was it? Result of Choice. What is do you, do you know uh, people in that band? What what is that? Um, I don't know them like personally, but I like messaged the singer and she was super down. We actually used their song for another video before, um, yeah. and I found out of them about them because I played uh, this fest in Florida and their band played as well. And um, was it fest? No, it wasn't the fest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or, it's yeah, called F- Fya. Is the name of the fest? I don't. Okay. Fuck your attitude or something like that. I don't remember what it stands for, but like Fire they were the only first? band with a <laughs> nice try. Uh, it was not Fire Festival, uh, but they were the only band that had a tambourine. And yeah, the singer's just badass. And yeah, so yeah, I've been using their yeah. Songs that song was stuff. fucking cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that up. Yeah. Uh, without uh, the skate sound. Other other highlights included the uh, fingerboard contest, which yep. uh, Una Farrar dominated completely. Um, that ass. was really fun. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> did. She also whipped my ass in skate like the day after the contest as well. <laughs> She's a good skater. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just props, Kristen. That was like 
totally remarkable and like probably the most positive skate event that I've ever been to in my life. Like no like sour feelings, no over competitiveness. It was really, I don't know, pretty remarkable. Thanks, Ryan. No, nobody got asked to stay off the vert ramp while the other person did uh, a, a history making trick. <laughs> what are you referring to? <laughs> so, 900 joke I am yeah yeah big it's been, it's been a while since I've heard of that yeah fucking to- <laughs> what you guys don't do toss pop as comedy hour uh Chris and I am curious it gets dark real quick what is there was there yeah, any vibing fun. was there any vibing at all or was it like really because from what I saw in the live webcast it just looked like everyone was completely positive from like start to finish was there I mean like was there any beef at all um, throw someone under was, the bus. I don't know. What? <laughs> throw someone under the bus. Like, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I can't think of one person. Nobody, I mean, th- nobody really blew it, honestly. That's, um, that's totally, f- I mean, that's that as a phenomenon, that's almost impossible to believe when I think of any skate event I've ever been to, right? Like well, literally uh, at the like exact event. same time, there was yeah. a fight happening on the deck of the fucking van's orange right, uh, right. Pool, right. pool party. <laughs> right, right, like, right. This is just a result of I like no toxic masculinity that... being allowed in. Right. Um, I would say Ryan actually landing the switch varial heel was kind of toxic. <laughs> And <laughs> it actually sucked because I tried for so long to also do it and I couldn't uh, do it. But you, you already did it and he hadn't and I felt attacked when he landed. And then he like landed uh, it I, better on the 8th It's frame. funny because I went, I went with 12-year-old strategy, which was that I tried it on flat for a week, literally could not land one. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to take this thing off a drop. Oh. Yeah, you, got, you need air time. <laughs> yeah, you just need a little air time. I, I, did I haven't hit ramp, the drop yet. Didn't you oh, see my yeah. stylish one down four? Yes. That was go good. To, here, let me give you some tips, Ted. You're going to go to, uh, uh, what's that park in New York? L.E.S. Yeah, what's the skate park in New York? It's a, uh, Stoner Park. Please. You're going to go to the Stoner, Stoner park, park of yeah. New York. It's off Plaza. Plaza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go to uh, L.E.S. and you're going to go to the ledge and you're going to set your board on the ledge and then you're going to run up and jump onto it. I'll do then, that. I will fucking, yeah. I am so like <laughs> tortured. It's, <laughs> It's been I I today I I tried it for an hour. Wow! Don't do that to yourself. Why? Yeah, let what it go. I have nothing else to do. <laughs> I just found that with with doing it off a drop, like it gives me time to jump backwards. Ted Ted had one down the four stair too. Pretty I've, pretty graceful. Well, four like stair sounds like beyond my ken in terms of gnarliness at <laughs> yeah. my age. Does that work for two? Yeah, I um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like we're gonna get into this later about what being good at skating means but you're gonna find out i can do a lot of tricks i just don't show them to people because they look the way they look <laughs> and uh yeah they're just they're just not for public consumption <laughs> that's fair that's fine i think a, a good segue into the the next subject though is that uh to go back to the the positive vibes at the the contest definitely like the event I don't remember, Saturday night with the Skate for Sage event uh, was the first like introduction to a handful of people from the Unity crew. And I had been, a, you know, like a lot of people been an admirer and fan from afar and seeing how that whole event operated and just how welcoming and inclusive it was. I was like, wow, this is not just marketing, obviously, like this is the real deal. And 
it was a really cool thing to see. And um, so, yeah, piggybacking off of that, mm -hmm. they just did this big collab with Real that came out, I think, like the day after we got back from that, con or I got back from that contest. Um, so, what, do, what does everyone think about that? I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll start. I think it's. Um I think it's uh, really visually beautiful. I think that Jeff's art is uh, incredible and it looks just completely unlike anything you've seen on a skateboard before, which I think is the, my immediate reaction is like, wow, this is, this is new and it feels new. Can I make a clarification though real quick? Yeah, please. Is that like, I guess, I mean, you just said this wasn't on a skateboard before, but like unity has been making decks for the last like two. Or okay. Three years. All right. So that's a really good point. Like w w what I haven't seen is one of these boards in my shop in Chicago. Right. Like, <laughs> but that, I mean, that's an interesting point. Um, and it feels like bigger than just what I'm saying. Um, like what do you, how much do you know about the history of unity, Chris? And can you like hit me to it a little bit? Um, yeah, I guess I can share everything that I know. And I just wanted to say also that I'm not necessarily an expert, but, uh, I've been just through like basically our Bay area chapter of skate, like a girl, my brother living in the Bay area. I've like gone, uh, gone down there a few times. So I've been to a couple of different like unity events. Um, and so I know that Jeff is like an artist and like, you know, I don't know exactly how it's like funded or whatever, but the whole idea is it's like informal and it's just about getting the community together regardless of your age or ability or if you even have a skateboard or whatever. I know that it's like right. very inclusive. I know that they've also done like zine workshops or like art workshops of some kind for like youth. They've done a lot of skateboard giveaways. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's pretty informal, but it's all just like, um, just about inclusion, especially for, and I would say like equity. So not necessarily like including everybody, but creating intentional space for communities that often feel isolated, like the queer community, trans community, women, etc. So right. yeah, I know that they've been well, I didn't know around this. for the last couple of years. Cora, Cora told me this, but Unity is not a formal skateboard company. They just happen to make skateboards, but they are branching into becoming a skateboard company. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the coming months or coming year or something. Um, so right. I kind of, because when Cher turned pro, I kind of thought that Cher was involved with Unity, but Cher actually turned pro for a different company, correct? I'm not totally sure. Okay. I just know that yeah. there was like a pro board with Cher's name on it. Um, so yeah, I guess the bigger, bigger part of this conversation is like older heritage brand helping to build up smaller brand that is like much more, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what unity is like a kind of like radical collective. It seems like, yeah, I would call um, it like a community driven skateboard collective at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time speaking about this shit. Um, uh, well, I, I, I mean, yeah. Part of me, <clears throat> because real had been so kind of monolithic and around for a very long time, as long as I've been skateboarding, basically, like I've always thought of them as like, corporate skateboarding not like in a bad way but just like they were like an established company it's like deluxe and there are all these subsidiary companies and like you expect a certain thing but <clears throat> like anything when you actually meet the people doing it um you see kind of how scrappy and sincere yep. uh they those people are and how scrappy and sort of like you know how it's just really 100 percent through effort so it's it's hard for me I can kind of understand how like looked out looked at from the outside um like it might look like a company like real might be 
co-opting or trying to sort of like uh, sp- co-sponsor and just and get their message out across with that with unity. But I I do sort of think it's like a nice it's it's a win-win for everyone in that situation. I'm gonna I'll yeah. I'll go out on that plank and be pushed off. Basically. Yeah, I've. <laughs> I'll admit that I don't have access to um, seeing how it comes across to to, to a member of, of uh, the community that um, um, that that um, you know mostly makes up Unity. Um, but just like from from the outside, um, or as you know, like a straight white dude in in suburban Arizona, um, I I think that like businesses have no moral imperative i think actually the typical structure of a business is inherently corrupt yeah uh sorry skater owns but um i mean i, I yeah I, I don't know how to how to think about it other than i don't think that uh jim or real or anyone is really required to do anything outside of what uh what the market demands of them and uh and i can't and i i you know um I, so I think it is just a, a cool thing to 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 have um, to to use the platform of Real to um, to give some some shine to the company. I know that some people were a little bit frustrated in that, like basically now that uh, there's a critical mass of people who support, um, uh, you know, uh, whether it's uh, queer skaters or just um, you know queer identity politics or or the or the you know the popularization of. Um, or, or just that it's become more acceptable to be queer in society. Um, you know, some people were frustrated that it's like, oh, okay, now you're going to come around and give us a board. Like now that it's basically like not nearly as controversial. Um, and and I I think I I, I sympathize with that. Um, although I, I do just have the feeling that um, that I, I think you know Jim wants well and and wants to, to to or not Jim but Deluxe and and the people who involved at Real want to see Unity thrive. I also think that I, you know, as much as I'd like to imagine that all of my cool subversive ideas came to me organically, like my interest in being punk and trying to be like a rebel when I was in sixth grade came from buying a fucking Sex Pistols cassette tape and like then like getting then then like looking at the back of the sessions catalog at the back of thrasher and being like oh who are the who are exploited what's crass like what's this and like like we all learn these things because they're sold to us and promoted to us so like blaming the marketplace for uh being a place where things are sold is is misdirected is kind of beside the point you know it's like if it's a cool idea and they're putting and it's being promoted to you, then you're going to, maybe that it introduces a new idea to you. I think it's a great use of the platform that's real. I think, um, yeah, the point about it sort of being an established company and, and helping and using, using the platform is a beautiful thing. I think, um, I do have some like concerns with the like overall skate industry sort of jumping on and supporting like queer skaters, women skaters, like non-traditional skaters in general. I felt the same way when I saw the BA piece that mm-hmm. Giovanni Ritta put out. Um, and my concerns just come from the fact that like, okay, that's great that we're d- doing this one thing and that's beautiful and you know, the money's going to a good thing and it's promoting good ideas. And, and like Ted, you just said, this is how you radicalize people. Like it's, this is part of it. This helps people understand things. Um, normalizing things, normalizing 
queer skaters. I think that's beautiful. Um, but like the the other side of it is like we have to always do more. What are we doing every day? Like why do people still call tricks like a sex change? Why do we still refer to transition elements as yeah. tranny? Like yeah. why do we still have the Chinese Ollie? Why do we still have sec, uh, gay twists and les twists? Like those are the types of things we need to start changing fundamentally. Um, it's like, yeah, that's great that there's a unity deck made and that everyone's celebrating Brian Anderson for being the first openly gay pro skater. But like, you know, who's calling the kid out at the skate park using the F word? You know, like yeah. th those are the type of questions that I have. And it's great that we're normalizing this, but it's like, don't put that on marginalized communities to continue to advocate for themselves. If you are wanting to support what Real's doing, like, what are you doing every day? Ask yourself. You might have just bought that board, but what are you doing beyond that transaction to support the community, like community building, inclusivity, equity in skateboarding? Like, what are you doing every day? So... That's my that's my question and the limitation of yeah that absolutely I, th I I just think it's a good start and and also like uh, we're looking to to touch on the other Ted's point like we're looking to companies to sort of like be these like kind of ethical vanguards that they're not ever would never we would never expect like any other you know like Levi's or something to <laughs> be like yeah. uh whatever we buy although they will and do do the same thing like big brands yeah. like levi's definitely will Nike's done on a lot of issues. Yeah. absolutely but but um but i only think only once they hit that i think skateboarding is so small in some ways that we can like we you can we some, most of us have met jim or had some kind of communication or exchange with 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 jim and yeah. and we can still think of ourselves as like a community in a in an in an enclosed culture uh and think of and think of I mean, I, I think it's ultimately a good thing because I do absolutely attribute every good idea or social kind of interaction I've had to the culture of skateboarding as malignant as it has been. Uh, it's still been like the most kind of radical activity and group of people I've ever encountered. So I uh, guess for me, it's it's partially a question of like, what is the most efficient um, and effective mode of pedagogy? Like, how do you teach how do you teach? How do you uh, indoctrinate? How do you instill values in the next group of people who are emerging or arriving into skateboarding? Through just right? showing that like the thing that they love is the thing that you love. Yeah. And I mean, because it's, it's an activity. It's not like a, a fucking history lesson, you know, like. So I think I, I technically sort of stand on the plank with Ted in that like granted the interests of a brand are never anything but um, the, the, the basic idea of uh, increasing sales and increasing reach and increasing kind of brand, um, I don't know, occupancy, how, how full the brand feels. Um, but I don't know. You know, the accidentally good thing is still a good thing, I think. And I think I kind of stick to that generally yeah. in the world. Don't you feel like real is unique in that like I, I definitely transparently it seems like Jim pushed this unity thing. Jim is like one hundred percent like a real like <laughs> he's scene like builder, a community real builder, scene yeah. builder, community builder and For sure. like the For sure. you know, full stop yeah. like the good guy in skating. And yeah. so I think With that lower it's lowercase like, are real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also <laughs> uppercase are real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um 
Yeah, so I, I think that it's like a lot easier for us to look at this through like, well, yeah, Jim has good intentions because Jim's like the most solid dude ever. Yeah, yeah. Right, and right, right. Like rode but when his, it's if Levi's. only you knew him. Jim, yeah. right. Jim rode his bike five miles through our program in right. 90 degree heat. <laughs> and, uh, but but yeah. your point is, is that when the next one comes, when Levi's comes or when, you know, X, yeah. Y, or Z. Sure, I mean, I agree. However, again, I do like, are, are we judging this based on intention? Are we judging this based on... Um, purity of motives or are we judging this based on what it actually brings into the world in terms of effect? Well, and I think I'm more concerned with the fact. um, Another big part of this conversation, Vanessa Torres touched on this at the, the coffees and conversations at wheels of fortune, but like to what extent do we want to embolden and strengthen the old vanguard of whatever it is, establishment skateboarding and, and rather than, build up new institutions that maybe don't come with all of the cultural baggage, not saying the deluxe comes with that cultural baggage, but you know, it's like, I think that it is important. An important part of this collab is that like unity is its own brand that is owned by, I don't know who it's owned by, but it's Jeff's brand, supposedly, or apparently. Um, But yeah, so I think that that's a crucial element. Yeah. I think that it's like, I, I think we all need to again, recognize that, um, we're like talking about a company that's 20, like real or whatever, or deluxe. We're talking about a company that's like 25 years old, like not that yeah. old. Like, uh, yeah, it feels yeah. really, it feels really old. No, it feels, like, it feels yeah. super yeah. old to us. Like, yeah. well, we're like, Oh, they're like this established company. I just described them like that. Yeah. But like, that is like a fucking blink of an eye compared to like most corporations. And mm-hmm. there we see, see things in decades. Yeah. yeah. And we see the rise and fall of like prominent pros and important issues in skateboarding, like in an accelerated pace and companies and, and, and like things that matter to our culture. Like it happens so quickly because again, it's a youthful market. And so I don't think it's like that. I don't think like if we don't pull, like try to like, uh, engage and and sort of like change the system that the system's just going to go back to like Santa Cruz in 1988. I think like that is already dead and gone and it's going to go somewhere else. And because it is a market, if they're like, well, let's, let's start selling to marginalized voices, like those marginalized voices and people are, are going to feel included. It's, in, yeah. Or it's worth taking the risk. Yeah. I, I don't think like anyone's like holding out against that and like actively trying to, um, not engage that. But again, I'm not speaking from someone I'm all sk- skateboards have been designed to be sold to me, <laughs> like people that look right, like yeah. me. So it's hard for me to imagine that, that other perspective. Yeah. And I think the other, like, you know, just to be yeah. super clear, like Jim is coming from a place of like very, very good intentions. Whereas like, I think that's, ch- I think that's why. Yeah. I just want to be super clear here. Like Jim is definitely coming from a place of really good intentions. Whereas like, if you talk about like the Nike Colin Kaepernick issue, you kind of think like, well, they probably just took some internal polling and we're like, we're going to, we're going to yeah. decide on this side of the issue or we're going to fall on this side of the issue rather than like someone actually like taking a moral stand within the company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think just my two cents. Yeah. I was just thinking about like, you know, all these companies that like, like real, they were, they were founded by people that used to skate for the big three, you know? And like those, these guys are, and they're, they are guys for the most part. These guys are are the big three. Can you, uh, Santa Cruz vision, Santa Cruz, 
Santa Cruz Vision and Powell, basically. And then, like, under Vision, you <laughs> had... Not <like>, SMA? <laughs> well, no, Santa Cruz... SMA was part of Santa Cruz. Like, they were oh, a subsidiary, okay. and, and Sims was a subsidiary of Vision. But, like, those big three, like, all the major companies now are basically... Or all the major companies of the 90s and early aughts were basically started by people that used to skate for those big three. Um, so Real was, like, you know... Tommy Guerrero and Jim Thibault and I think like Jeff Clint or someone like one of those like kind of back dark men of the eighties. But like, so they, they do think that they are, they, to this day, I'm sure like if you asked it, Tommy or Jim, they would be like, yeah, we started something that wasn't Powell or wasn't Santa Cruz. And they, and it totally makes sense with their ethos and their entire practice that they would absolutely support and get behind something new, you know? Yeah. I think it raises uh, a very interesting question, a la the USB drive, as we discussed earlier, of like, well, wh then what is what is the evolution? Like, is there a business model that is more uh, true to the actual practice of skateboarding? Like, is there a more community-driven model? Is there... Worker-owned skate companies. Sure. <laughs> like, how does that happen, please? I Someone needs to build a skate company that is a literal worker-owned co-op. Wasn't was an exhibition... Or exposition. Um, what is that fucking company called? Expedition. 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 Exhibition. Expedit. Yeah, expedition. Weren't yeah. they like kind of everyone had a share in it? They were sort of a co-op. So yeah, and that's also sort of the argument of primitive, but actually it's not. Like what yeah. it is is like you get shares. Like you, it, it, there's, yeah. I mean, I think I think that is a step in a, a direction. I don't know that it's quite as radical as some of us uh, here would want. Well, there's a difference between people just owning shares and like, uh, I don't right. know. I, I, and I, having control of the company. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, like, like owning Paul and operating is different than having shares. Yeah. Paul Rodriguez granting out whatever 0.5% shares to right. some of the people who are involved in the company is different than, yeah. you know, he still has control over the company or whoever runs Primitive. Yeah. Still there was something very Silicon Valley about Primitive, isn't there? Uh, I don't know. There's something very awful about the graphics. Uh. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. I I forgot. You guys are all super into Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, watch oh, it. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh. I mean, really, truly, can can somebody address like? Uh, so, how does that start? Like, how does in 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 the skateboard industry in particular, what are the sort of niches or angles that would allow for a company with a different vision to exist? Like, how does it happen? Does it start with video? Does it start with like? a really slick sticker selling campaign like walk me through it yeah, yeah well, i, don't even know, I like, hope it starts with the sticker selling skate john like <laughs> is, is it like through some type of zine like i don't really know yeah right. it's gonna, well maybe it's let, some type of visual output let's take let's take palace as an example yeah where it started out as like a group of friends that put out like youtube videos and like did with not the vhs camera but no, no, but prior to that, just like the like voice, like the weird like newscaster shit where they were like actually. Yeah, the PWBC. Yeah, PWBC, was which was like so amazing. And so yeah. pretty much anything that they did from there would be really, really like compelling and desirable. So like but what you're talking about is brand building, right? I mean, what you're talking about is like the initial foray into the world by way of a really kind of like super slick or super cool thing. Yeah. Um, but they clearly think, didn't go the route of radical company, right? I mean, they were owned by, I don't, I have no idea who owns Palace. But I think at the beginning, they like kind of created the buzz of like uh, 
sort of underground, like you're just talking shit with your friends type company, right. you know? Right. And I, right, that's right. made them like, I kind of, to this day, like I'm really like, I would feel cool if I was writing a palace board, you know? Like, <laughs> for I, sure. <laughs> I, I might pay full price for one of those boards because it's just like, it's sexy. Well, I think what's true of all brands that become popular now is they like come out against the establishment. Like Lev did a really good job with Palace. Um, you know, like other smaller brands yeah. have done the same thing. And, you know, I, I don't know. The question you're asking, Kyle, is like, how do we, not we, like Vent City, but how does someone create a new brand that is going to actually be different? Right. Like, yeah. I was just yeah. going to say, I just don't think skaters know that that's possible. I don't even know if we need more brands, to yeah. be honest. But I think uh, we do. An- oh, okay. Well, to answer your question, I mean, like, I don't know if... Ki- There's a difference between, like, building a brand that is interesting to kids and building a brand that is, like, a moral company. Like, you could create, like, a worker-owned skate company, but I'm not sure that you'd be able to market that in the way that, like, other, like, companies that market to older people who are, you know, like friendlier towards unions or like understand labor issues like they might be more interested in that like a 14 year old's not gonna i feel like if anything the 14 year old's probably thinking like i love shane o'neill he's my favorite skater i want him to own april and make a ton of money off of it so i'm gonna buy that company or also i think it's even more simple than that it's like i want i want to skate like him you know like I, i think the answer there is you get 14 year olds as part of the ownership group right i mean you just include everyone I would say the 14 year olds that I know are, I mean, maybe I'm just in my Seattle bubble here, but at 14, 15, the kids that I know are way more far along in their politics. They're way more down for equity and inclusion. And they're, I don't know. I feel like they're way more woke than, you know, people that are my age or older. I think, I think it's going to be the young people that change skateboarding. I think, I think a young person's going to listen to this right now and start a worker run like legit. But then you get company. into uh, child, child labor laws. <laughs> with the 14, 15 year olds they'll start them when they're old enough but okay. I, I do think skateboarding will change from the young the screen people printer. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I don't know um, we might we may just be ignorant there might be like some worker owned skate company out there I'm not sure about carpet or uh, like they're a pretty small operation they might but um, again it like it's a little messier when you get because the, the the thing is is like well then you have people who work in the warehouse and you have like where you're getting your distribution from and right. you know like all that stuff kind of factors into it yeah yeah i just yeah i guess i'm oh. just i don't know just even at oh. waff or whatever there was just so many like young dudes coming to get their photo taken with like nora or Lacey or you know one yeah. of the pros that we had and i just feel like like the young people in skateboarding and it's just becoming so much more diverse. The kids that are getting into skating from various organizations to just way more visibility of a diverse array of skaters. I think there's just going to be way more diversity in skateboarding in the next 20 yeah. years of people but that started. And I think those people I, I really, are going to be like, we need to change this. I also I really, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead, Ted. Okay. I'll just jump in. Uh, Cause I'm going to like give both of you props. Like I think that actually like real sick and God bless all the skateboard companies or whatever, but like, fuck them like it's events that you're doing Kristen and and like organizations that you work on Ryan that are like are really what's is how the future of skateboarding should be like it's companies are going to be companies no matter what and actually I wouldn't recommend that anyone fucking like the less we start looking for someone that like we want to idolize on a skateboard 
and just like realize that skateboards are tools to like meet people and like explore the world, uh, the better off we'll be. And I think that like all of your work, Kristen, is a demonstration of that. It's really not about the company. It's about the community. Same with you, Ryan. Like, um, yeah. Now there will, yeah. we will always we will, like seven sweatshirts a year. Yeah, we we will <laughs> always need like skateboards and it's good to have like names on skateboards, but my favorite skateboarders aren't pros anymore. They're my friends, you know? And yeah. Well, look at GX to Unity to yeah. I don't know, look at what's yeah, happening in skateboarding the last yeah. 2 years. It's all community. It's not it's, like exactly. the days of hero worship and you know whatever like it's over. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Like, and the decentralization of skateboarding media, yeah. like everyone has their own freaking video company basically by having an Instagram, anybody can post it. It's totally decentralized. And I think that's just going to continue to happen. Right. Right. When Kristen was saying like, yeah, like kids are really into, um, you know, like their skateboarding is much more diverse and inclusive for younger kids. Like that is true, but doesn't seem like it's the same as like tying those things to like labor practices. Like I don't. I, I'm from Phoenix, so it's a totally different thing, but I don't see kids as like caring about those issues. Like they don't care, like they see freelancing as like freedom and like, oh, yeah. I get to work from home and like go to the coffee shop. And it's like, yeah, you do. But then you also have to invoice people for for yeah. checks and, you know. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I hope I didn't sound too naive. I'm not necessarily, I think young people have the, the, the worst, like not the best situation. I mean, the like you were describing, like the app-based jobs and that bullshit. You know, that's really rough. And um, yeah, I, I think for working-class kids, it's it's really gnarly. Um, I guess I just I, meant in terms of like identity-based issues and overall equity and inclusion, not necessarily yeah tying it to to labor. I think there is a huge gap there. I think there's a like you don't learn in history or in your history class about the labor movement. You just learn that you know. Or like social movements in general, like you just learned Martin Luther King came in and all of a sudden like everything was chill, man. Like that's the way like they that's the way yeah, that history books are efforts. written. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that would have been nothing. The You know, Martin Luther King's speech, you know, would have been nothing if there wasn't like thousands of people. Right. So, um, you know, I think we don't learn about social movements. We don't learn about collective action. And there's a fucking reason behind that, because mm. um, if we did learn about collective action, we'd be um, probably a lot of different society. I mean you don't learn about solidarity in, in your history class. So. Yeah. I, and I think we still tend to think about professional skating in I guess like meritocratic terms. Like we, we, we get for whatever reason, we still get like really offended if we see like a Josh Harmony board on the wall and we're like, what that guy hasn't been putting in the fucking work for the last year. <laughs> and, and, and we don't really, we don't consider the sort of, um, you know, initial thing to, to, to put the, to put the brand into a position where it can kind of thrive and, and, and work. And we kind of just see it like, have you, have you laid down bangers in the last six months? And if not get the fuck off the wall and you shouldn't be getting paid. Totally. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. and, and we, we, and we want to also fit professional skating into a typical job. I don't know what that is. There's a sort of insecurity about pros. Ryan, just turn off your uh, headphones for a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> Earmuffs, Ryan. There's a, there's a sort of, in, there's a sort of insecurity about them where they where they want to convince you that like they are working in the same way as like the the fucking soul crushing nine to fiver is yeah. like yeah man I fucking I went out there I fucking sweated and I put in the work and my fucking body and it's like uh, yeah I, be I believe skating is labor actually um but but then it's like then we have a sort of way of thinking about them where we want to say hey man like you haven't 
you haven't worked enough lately, so you don't deserve the job. But it's like it's it's so squishy that like, I mean, I don't really <laughs> I don't want anybody to work the well, fucking work life that we have in America. It is the most depressing. Yeah. And just the, that's the, the street the, league the argument. humanizing way to, to, to go about a fucking little window into reality. And and so it's like if somebody's like. Hey, dude, Josh Harmony like is is still you know able to live a sort of leisure filled life, and and he used to do cool skating, and his sort of maybe brief stint into reactionary politics aside, he <laughs> he, he gets uh, he gets to surf and fucking hang out with his wife and not live in fucking Minnesota where it just like I don't know is reflective of some like primitive Vikings existence. If it's like, dude, he's hanging out in California and doing his, Josh Harmony's from, the wall. from Illinois. No, 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 no. He wasn't, he living in Minnesota or Wisconsin this last year or like a year ago. Where did he move to? I don't know. You're, you're, it doesn't band. matter. Ted, he, yeah, let's, he please, fucking, let's stay on track. <laughs> but if he, but if he is able to live a more leisure filled life and if it's through just having his board on the wall, like I don't give, dude, I want less people to be, going day in and day out to these fucking awful jobs like fuck it i hope if he doesn't want to skate again fuck yeah. it have yeah. his board well, there as long like as it takes one of the still only... getting money from it i don't give a shit um and that's how i feel yeah i oh, find yeah. like talking about the practice of being a pro skateboarder to just be impossible yeah. like it is both like the most privileged experience in the you world need to stop simping <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also like yeah, I don't, it's just like, yeah, you get to travel, and you, you, if you're lucky, you get to make a living wage. Um, I spent about two years doing that, but at the same time, it's like you don't have health insurance. You're yeah, often, incredibly risky. Yeah, and you're often on like one to two year contracts if you're lucky or no contracts at all. And also and then, month to month. Yeah, <laughs> and also they got to be on a week to week contract. The, the nature of your travel is like awful. Like you don't like. Yeah, you get to go to like all over the world but you go to like the shittiest places and you have to fucking jump down high shit produce to, yeah like it doesn't that's not a fun trip at all you know yeah, the it can be reduced fun. to a to a sort of uh to a mechanism well it's it how can, productive you are what do you produce it, it, i feel like it's more fun now because like the expectation of like what is quality skating yeah if you ride for companies that like know how to produce that then yeah, yeah, yeah it can be better no but. of course but i just mean like i i do kind of remember like when I would go to Europe in the summer and I would like just get to skate casually with my friends and then you'd see like an American pro like in the same city and they're like, they're not having the same time that I'm having, you know, like they're, they're like, yeah. Oh, we're going to go to like a lot of fonts and fucking, I'm going to try a front side flip this 12 stair and it's going to, yeah, four hours yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, there's one like redeeming thing about like, I don't know, street league or whatever. That was one of the things that they wanted to do, right. Was to provide like, a guaranteed income for people. Like even if you got last place, you still got a certain amount of money and you had a guaranteed schedule. So I don't know. I think more stuff like that, like I'm not a proponent of SLS here, but um, I think that's kind of cool to guarantee skaters something a little bit more. I think things like health insurance and I've also watched some documentaries about um, snowboarding and like how they, the like half pipe or like their whatever their super pipe just kept getting bigger and bigger every year and like no one had health insurance and it just became this huge <laughs> thing where people were getting like traumatic brain injuries and shit 
It just keeps getting longer and taller and just like, like I'm like not joking. Go till you're fucked. Like, the more right money there. they spend on like expanding the super pipe, the less money they have to like cover like the broken neck. Yeah, to get a trainer. <laughs> now we can't air back, man. Like the fucking helicopter's been pouring snow on this thing all day. <laughs> it's super steep though, so just slide down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just push them down the thing. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, that's um, dark. Can I bounce back at a point earlier? Because I, had, I actually had had a thought, and I, I don't want to disrupt the flow. But um, Ted, you said that a, a lot of the, a lot of the ways in which we get to our sort of, I guess, progressive ideals is through the culture of skateboarding. Um, at least for me, and, I'm, I'm speaking and, as someone who grew up in Texas, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, it's so weird because at, from the suburbs, it's like it's a fifty-fifty for me um, in the Southwest, where, and I can only also speak for me, but it's like I got a little more woke to 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 some things through skating. But I also found that um, I, I didn't come to, dude, especially on like sexuality and homophobia. Like I, I was in a sort of pretty toxic culture that thought like, you know, basically like we were cool with, 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 with gay people. So it's like, yeah, we could say whatever we wanted. And then I was like, yeah, we're, we're fucking skaters. We'll say sh shit that'll piss you off and like, whatever. Cause yeah, like, yeah. If, if you actually know me, we're cool. And then like, it was, it was going to college and then like, um, for a while and just expanding my network of people, like knowing, knowing queer people and, and meeting them through, um, college and, and, um, and being involved with them in relationships, uh, that I then became, I, I yeah. guess more, more, more willing to, to just sort of undo the work that had been internalized through my years of being around, um, you know, skaters. I think, yeah, I, I, your point is well taken and, and absolutely that refinement on what I was saying is totally necessary. Um, yes, I, I do think that like the initial attraction of skateboarding to me was this idea of otherness that like I like I was like sort of like did an outcast and I was looking for other outcast people and we listened to weird music and dressed weird yeah. and acted weird and that was a, a pre-sexual phase for me pre-puberty pre like kind of adult yeah. conditioning and then yeah a lot of things ossify and harden I've had the same experience going to college where I was like oh no but like I couldn't possibly have any prejudice because like I had like two friends that of that were like black that I grew up skating with. Like how could I like I'm I'm past this racism shit, you know, <laughs> which is a demonstration of how fucking completely yeah, yeah. sheltered I was. Um same thing absolutely with like, you know, the sort of internalized homophobia of the culture that I sort of like grappled onto. Um but I also think that yeah. skateboarding is a way at least it has been for me, especially as an adult who's kind of been through these things and had to kind of like open my eyes. It's been a way to just like kind of often put that shit aside and like find a, a common ground that um, is not about identity outside of skateboarding. And I, and for me, that's that's been a very, yeah. it's been liberating. I would say undoubtedly it has the power to radicalize people to for community to come together. It's like undoubtedly skateboarding is such a powerful vehicle. It's whether or not it's harnessed and utilized yeah. effectively, yeah. right? So it can yeah. be a vehicle for homophobia and sexism and racism and all these things, right? And there's so many examples of that being true in at least my time skating in the period of skateboarding I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, 
and I just always try to think about it from the perspective of also being a member of like the hardcore music community mm -hmm. and the things that fly and don't fly in hardcore in terms of like outing abusers that's very common in hardcore um, supporting women women to the front um, making sure that I mean it doesn't happen in all facets but it's it in the hardcore community that's where I learned a lot of my politics right like I went yeah, to yeah. school and I read books and I went to college but like what made me really um commit to like for instance not saying the f-word as part of my vocabulary for instance like that's just one small example but committing to like really being true to like my ideals and not just on paper or whatever or around certain people like fully committing to these ideals um, was because I was a member of community where that would hold me accountable to that. And that's yeah. where I wanna see skateboarding go. I wanna see skateboarding get to a point where if you're a skater, you abide by X, Y, Z, and everyone yeah. here is on the same page with that. We are here for equity. We are here for creating safer space. We are here for queer folks, people of color. We are here for trans skaters. We're here for women. We're here for everybody. And we're gonna all harness and leverage our power to make sure that's the case. Like. I want to see skateboarding go beyond just a collab deck like fuck like that is not enough like we have so much work to do like we yeah. need to hold each other accountable that's what we need to do we need to have those conversations we need to educate each other we need to give yeah, feedback and not get defensive like that's what's th up that is exactly yeah, yeah. where brands just will always fall short you know yeah. it's, it's useful in in sloganeering and amplifying certain ideas but like the hard work comes from like community building totally <clears throat> kyle yeah, what's up? <laughs> no, Blaze Nash Kyle. I really, no, I really enjoyed listening to that. I appreciate that. Sorry, so, I kind of tuned. I was just, uh, this is, it's a pleasant thing to listen to. Yeah. Kyle, you're here yeah. to talk Birdhouse Beautiful Mutants. Oh, shit. Kyle, get on your soapbox and let's go. Well, look, here's Kyle, the thing. you big Clive Dixon fan. No, here's what I did. I'll tell you what I did. I'll be curious about you guys because I know you, everyone here watched some of it. Here's what I did. I got onto it. And about like f after that opening montage, what I kept saying to myself was like, all right, look, imagine these people you don't know who you've never heard of, who are um, some of them like, you know, we've got some distinct facial features here. What I started thinking was like, <laughs> what if this was a video from some nation you've never been to or never really been exposed to? And so I tried to watch birdhouse mutants like it was imported from some very far away land and yeah, like a local way, video from rural canada or something or yeah or rural yeah deep deep in the like ural mountains right like way okay. to, rural like, ural talk, yeah that's it wait, what <laughs> the ural mountains are you talking about appalachia so that was it that was my take on the video my if you could if you could divorce it from anything you know it's almost interesting i huh I, I can only speak that, for myself that, here, quite honestly. Yeah, so, so, so what you're, you're, not, you're saying you're is it's allowed to like Birdhouse like, in New York, I've heard. What I like you're you saying went on that is whole rant to go point. that it was almost interesting. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that was it. That was like, your whole review. It was, it was almost there. Yeah, you, you felt kinda, that you're probably. It like, was almost the interesting. The thought process I went to to try to prepare myself to watch this video was fascinating. The video was not. That's it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. sometimes that's what you get. I mean, that's that's actually what a brand is, right? Because, you know, one of the ways that we propose perhaps speaking about birdhouse is like look this is an interesting thing this is a brand who has been around since um when was was ravers the first one which was the first one i think ravers yeah. feasters feasters was 92 ravers was 93 yeah. so like this is a legacy brand and it has i'm gonna act like neither of those exist 
It, it, yeah, it, no, it, we remember Birdhouse's first video, the end. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Wasn't the end? Starts with uh, yeah, Andrew Reynolds. Okay, let's go. No, but Andrew right. Reynolds was in those video, those first ones too. And yeah, like, I know. it him was in the orangutan drinking beer. No, 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 he was a boy. He was barely a child. <laughs> yeah, and Ocean we're Howl. We're kidding. We're kidding. We've seen Ocean Howl's part. All right. We yeah, watched it on YouTube. Yeah, you found for that. sure. You searched that. Anyway, point well, being, like, one of the things that's interesting about this fucking bonkers, sh- weird video that they just put out, what, what's it called? Beautiful Mutants. Beautiful Mutants. Is that it is it is the most recent in their long and, you know, very Torrid. strange at times brand history. It's yeah. weird. It's a weird thing. And I'm curious, like, what, you know, I know probably what Birdhouse is for Ted Barrow because we're nearly contemporaries, but I am kind of curious for those of you who didn't have any conception of birdhouse before the end like what what yeah. was that company for you was it like my, was it my, always lame and mall or was it sometimes for you sort of cool what what was it it was it was half lame and mall right when i got in 99 um but the skaters were so good but it was like right before tony hawk's pro skater so i think like it was just like the plan b of its time yeah, wasn't it or just, the current whoa. plan b of its time huh. yeah hmm. i can't remember i just dude rick mccrank and Fucking Heath. I don't think older skaters like Rick McCrank, though. That was you guys didn't like Rick McCrank back then. I I I was kind of into him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's a really funny story. Fred Gall used to tell this funny story of like Rick McCrank was kind of the uh, like like, the skate park jock of his day, like because that was my introduction to people not just applauding Rick McCrank. Yeah, I just always thought uh, everybody was a legend. Yeah, but he would he he had a contest run where he would drop in Benny Hanna the fly box. Go up the next bank to Fakie and then switch Benny Hanna back over it. <laughs> it's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm oh, like, man. thanks, Fred. Now I like Rick McCrank even more. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, that's fucking great. That's some avant garde Benny Hanning. Um, but um, Rick McCrank can do no wrong. Yeah, he's yeah, the best. Dude, yeah. And even when uh, Canadian was sort of. Uh, you know, code for for bland and boring. He's he's super. He was like, that he might have been a, the first unbland and boring Canadian, like on, yeah, on the scene it, in a way. It was like Rick Howard. People, Rick people Howard. People were bracketing what? him off. Yeah, Rick or whatever. What yeah, yeah. The? And then he has a way for Keegan Canadian for a while. That that's what I was saying. It was like almost like shameful or so. I, I don't really know. It was actually super mean and probably like some weird sort of nationalism that creeped into, into skateboarding. That was like a little reactionary, but, um, Oh yeah, yeah definitely. I just, yeah. I've been dismissive th- of Canadians for so long, but then like when you listen to interviews with Canadian skateboarders on like the bunt, you realize how fucking ghettoized they were like like they don't yeah, they don't so get lame. packages and they like go down to California and have to like throw themselves, huck themselves down like, crazy shit and like no one gives a shit because we're american you know yeah, like yeah, so, right. yeah. but at least yeah. arizona wasn't part of it that's southern california they were the dicks yeah uh <laughs> no i just i thought that we ain't got no brands so the uh, birdhouse is the end it was almost too artful for my tastes when it came out because i kind of needed hammers smashed straight into my fucking dome yeah you know clipped right at the takeoff clipped right at the landing oh, the 2000s yeah. yeah, and so because there was like DJ Shadow, like the song doesn't have like a typical pop arc to it. It was just like a little, and, and the thirty-five millness of it. I it didn't. Was, it was hard. I remember for me just to thinking like until about a year later. Couldn't I could never get it. I was just like, if it they had to film this on f- like actual film, like thirty-five millimeter or whatever, like 
they probably could have gotten something better on video. Well, like, why do I care about this movie? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what's crazy. The front blunt kickflip from Reynolds, like, on film. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I've just always, I, I have thought pretty, I think pretty highly of Tony Hawk as mm-hmm. time goes on. Like, I'm always uh, amazed that he hasn't, he has ridden the line between full kook and legitimate legendary skater, like for a long time yeah. now. For like yeah, yeah. Tony Hawk years. is so sick for that. Yeah, totally. I, I fuck with Tony Hawk yeah. fully heavily. I know. I, I love. Okay, so like, I love Tony Hawk. I want to hang out with him. Like, I think he's yeah. fucking rad. And like, I like the last place in the world I'd ever want to be is a Birdhouse fan. You know, like, there's just some weird <laughs> thing where, like, I absolutely. He's like my favorite in this weird way. I like was yeah. watching the Bones Brigade video I, show so today, I, and like he's I like, like so that. frail and tiny. Dude, and he's funny. Yeah, he's, he's fucking funny. funny. Cool as shit. Dude, he's and funny I love as hell. that everyone hated him back shit. in the day. Yeah. Like when he was yeah. a kid, like he's been hated and not given a shit for so fucking long. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking rad. I agree. So what I was gonna say is, I actually um, Birdhouse feels philanthropic because not only is it owned by a multi-millionaire, <laughs> but it also like these are. Beautiful mutants. Unfor- yeah, they are beautiful <laughs> mutants. I mean, like, yeah, Aaron and, and, and Ben. I think, well, actually, Ben is maybe pro flow for Nike, but it's like a lot of these people are like, we know that the that the pathway to a livable wage in skating is through a big shoe company. Yeah. And these guys do not get that. Um, and, well, no, 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 Lizzie is on Vans. So... Is she the only one that has a shoe sponsor? Yeah, here's Tony's, a, on here's, Tony's on the Kai. Here's a question. What yeah. shoe company does um, Clint Walker skate for? I think oh, he, he still rides for Decline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Tony, oh Tony keeps the factory running and just ships him a, a box or two uh, a month. It's bankrolled no, by Activision. Know. All right, yeah. but but so that image, that image of, of I like that like uh, Birdhouse is philanthropic like yeah. that image has only been since Tony bought out Per Wellander right like because I guess whenever Matt Ball was on that's right. how long okay. it's called so, philanthropic to me right 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 so I talked to Randy Placer who was on um, he has a part in the beginning the beginning um, nice doing some investigative journalism. Yeah, thank Kyle, you. Yeah, no, I, I I hit the um I hit I hit the street pretty hard, and I found out that well, I mean, he didn't really want to speak about it too much because it was apparently just very very strange. Oh, yeah, like, grill him. Frontside flip melon <laughs> grab. I know his part. Yeah, Randy's part is great. Randy is a legend. Randy is as as absolute unequivocally a legend. Yeah, 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 as yeah. important as anyone yeah. else who has ever stepped on a skateboard. I don't even hesitate yeah. to say that. But he did a bob trick on a two foot ramp, fakey five zero kick flip. That's right, with a helmet on. With a helmet on, four four slaps, one in a million. So there was like weird overlap because he was doing well in one in a million, and then it w- it emerged that he was on Birdhouse, and so he was kicked out of one in a million. Um, but yeah, like his his relationship to Birdhouse was really strange, and I think we can agree that that time of the beginning, like that was a really that the was beginning that, of time. It was a terrible video. I mean, the it's be, not the a, it's, beginning post end. Yes, right, right, right. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So I'm just curious. I'm curious in the narrative of the brand and how long it has existed. I think it's really, really unique in that it's not World Industries, right? It's not blind. It's not some facsimile of a company that used to exist. It's also not girl in that it's like just weirdly, you know, languishing in its kind of frozen idea of itself. It's really actually like fumes. it's yeah. it's doing things. And it's, you know, I mean, how long has Lizzie been on that team for 
five years. I think they've also just kind of they've become the villains on King of the Road, but like before that, like we, yeah. I don't think anyone felt strongly about them. You no. know, yeah, that's part part of it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of applaud them for chugging along through decades of aesthetic failure. Oh, um, and because yeah. they're like they're like, hey, do you like these graphics? And people are like, no. And they're like, what about a twenty year old Tony Hawk one? No. no. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll just crank out another one. What about goofy cartoonish robots? Everyone's like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, Ben Rayborn's getting them. And it's like, they fucking, what the fuck is that? And they're like, all right, we'll crank out another series of them then? And you're like, how can you do this? Yeah, like, I, not one good graphic. And just, and they just keep going. They just, and, and you know what? I respect that. Yeah. I just, it's just, it is, a, it's a value of skate after school. It's persistence, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> All right, oh. that's it. That's all I wanted. To know. I don't. We don't got We don't have to linger too long on Birdhouse. I mean, there is, there's a limit. I think to where we're yeah. gonna get with this. I think it's not a real fertile field, but yeah. Ben Rayborn is a goat. Yeah, yeah like Ben Rayborn. Liz- Lizzie's a goat. Yeah. Lizzie's, Lizzie's a goat. pretty goaty. Yeah. Oh, in the summer. Fucking Looper. Looper. <laughs> Looper Lizzie. Damn. In the summer Damn. of two thousand and five, my I was extremely broken. My one of my best friends was also broke, and our friend was not the, like now with all the sticker cash. Yeah, I'm killing it now. No, I actually wish. Okay, so I wish I was in this position now. Our f- friend was the former team manager of Birdhouse, and we survived for a month by selling Birdhouse product at the to- at the TF at Tompkins. What's Square. that dude's name? Did he get Susky on? Seamus. Seamus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want him to know that like we sold that white Birdhouse sweatshirt. But like, I, I Birdhouse will always <laughs> occupy a little like. Uh, warm cage in my heart uh for supporting me for a month there's something warm damn. in your heart <laughs> yeah. damn yeah. i see fiery um, hatred hey. flame <laughs> <laughs> all right so today as we're recording on what is this may 15th yeah two weeks ago april released a promo don't yeah. out us <laughs> two weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about it there's some right like, it's may 25th shit, right that is may narc. 25th yeah, May 25th, year of our Lord, Shane O'Neill, uh, patron saint of skateboarding, drops his new company, April Skateboards, yes. with four, in May. four by three, in May, four by three HD footage. Uh, <laughs> we just watched it. It's like eight minutes long, and surprisingly, I thought really good. What? Why are you so surprised? <laughs> cool. I, I but, just didn't really... We need to frame it in the good, boring way. Yeah. Because yeah, it's well, like, uh, well I mean, okay, so I didn't really know what to expect because I've only seen Yuto as a contest skater and haven't really... I, I've admitted. You didn't watch his blind part? This year I've been like really bad at following skate uh, videos, but I was pleasantly surprised with Yuto's footage in this video. Uh, several nollie backside to switch frontside tricks. Mm-hmm. Actually, there were a handful of those by a few different people in the video. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. He seems to be following suit of Shane O'Neill, which is like, be really good at contests, what? but try, hear me out, be really good at contests, but also try really hard filming street footage. Because a lot of contest skaters, I think, are just like, you know what? The money's here. I don't really need to do anything. I'll, Kel- film, like a token, I'll film a token video part. And Yuto seems to be doing the whole thing the whole thing there was a nike video that went through the midwest and he was on that and there was one clip of him like chumming around with bobby warris and from and then he also did a padless 540 and i was like i'm down i'm down for yuto completely i don't know if this is a failure of marketing or not (laughs) but 
I have not been able to give a fuck less about an output from a skater <laughs> since. <laughs> fuck, I don't know. It's hard. I, 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 I just. He has been able to, to nolly full cab into feebles and to do probably 360 out of that for two going on three years. Always some bananas tricks at Street League. And it's just like, I don't know if I want you to throw your hands up like Bastion in a contest, but I want you to give me some signal that there is life behind those eyes. I'll, I'll, take, and I'll, take, I just, I'll I get, take the lifelessness if it means I get a nolly back 180 to switch front feeble on like a 10 stair rail. I get Ooh. no charisma. I get no character. I just have the idea that he is... Uh, just a regular dude who's a great skater who lands like a mass of human flesh would if it landed a trick. I just have no fucking so, so you're indication of vision from him. Good but Jesus. boring is what you're saying. Yes, yes. amazing but yeah. boring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he actually qualifies for that. With that. I think no. I think he's just, I mean... Uh, I, I don't know. If you're a quiet dude, you're a quiet dude. You are a quiet dude, but I'm not going to like you. Yeah, but like <laughs> historically, like a lot of great skaters have lacked charisma, but but had like stoner quality to them. Yeah. And like, what is the difference? Historically, right? there yeah. are less skaters I know and less great drug skaters. Tested. That's the difference. There were, there were less, <laughs> you know, like, so you could pay attention to the quiet dude that only put two minutes out of footage like a decade because like there were only like a handful of skaters and now there's fucking 500 that I've seen in the last week. And you, and even the personality thing, like that one guy whose name I fucking forgot. The second dude in the birdhouse video was his name, like Sulker McGee, like Reese Falken. Yeah. Like he, Falkner. he made the filmer and the editor and that skater made every effort to make his personality known and it's, it was so transparent. It's like, okay, now he's going to roll through the bushes and look at the camera. They, they want his personality because no one gives a fuck who he is. Like, let's watch this. Like, yeah. it's impossible. I think this kind of touches back on what we were talking about before, where it's like we're looking to these board companies to be these sort of exemplars of, like, morals and, like, provide examples when really it's a community yep. built and it always has been. And, like, I cannot give a fuck like you, Ted, I think, uh, about, like, a – new skater in this way because I, there's no charisma and there's no time for that charisma anymore you know yeah just see yeah, the I'll trick sorry i'll take quiet dude any day that has no personality over like the like fake kind of how i see just i guess being biased but uh like this fake cory kennedy wannabe like i'm on island time like fucking personality is just annoying like yeah. i don't know i i prefer robot skater over that broy personality any day like king of the king of the road mentality or something yeah or like i'm gonna f there's gonna be multiple I'm clips of me shotgunning you. beers like congratulations you shotgunned a beer i'm really proud of you <laughs> didn't really need to see another man do that ever i guess just may maybe out of ignorance i had not really seen a lot of yuto so it was Mostly my introduction to him, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was dope. Yeah. He's dope. He's officially yeah, I, dope. He's dope. He's there's no, there's no, there's really no arguing. It's dope I also just that. like, as an older skater, like I just care less about new brands coming out. So it's hard to see this through the lens of like a kid who's 19, 20 or whatever. But I do like this trend of not putting a team of superstars together and instead just being like, you know what? I've got a 
I've got a name and I'm going to put my friends on this company and we're just going to do it the way we want to do it, which is like yeah, something. I, yeah, I like that about the video that I was like, oh, there's some skaters in here. I don't even know. And right. presumably Shane was just like, you know what? I don't want to be I don't want to be building like another superstar team. I just want to travel with my friends and skate. And well, he, um, he definitely it seems like he's ma he's making an effort to like try to build that new aesthetic of a skate company, you know, which and is so like, but we go, are going, going on skating with your friends. You're going, you're operating under the assumption that Shane O'Neill is capable of friendship. <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, yeah, just... they, yeah. They they added it into his AI like last year. <laughs> Engage <Right>. friendship. <laughs> there, there was a firmware update, and uh, and it's like it's sort of Australian uh, friendship where he like still says the c word. It's kind of off putting in America, but it's like you know it's still it's still some sort of conscious friendship bonding. Is so, the uh, is the word April an interesting sounding word in Australian culture because it's the most boring name for a fucking company I've ever heard in my life in my culture. <laughs> April? Yeah. Like that's a name now? That's a company name, April? Yeah. I wonder why. Maybe we should investigate I that. They must have started on April. I really think, like, literally, yeah. like, we're watching I the promo video in May, and they're they like, "They thought the boards were going to come out sooner." I, I, thinking classic that classic skateboarding. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's a month late. Yeah, the video starts at seven. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> that, hey, that's a good um, skateboard company name. Video starts at seven. <laughs> we're recording at five, guys. Yeah. Right. But no, I mean, right. I, I think I, yeah, I think there is a way to do it, and I think. For, for me, the last time I really had somebody do that transition from just like new, boring to like really kind of full character skater is was with Corey Kennedy's rat poison part where he was just a barracks dude to me that I could not give a fuck about. I don't give a shit about kick like back tail, kick will pop over to back lip. Like that is the most obnoxious sort of technically able and, and characteristic like character empty kind of skating to me but then i mean a lot he, of adjectives yeah then he did a, then he did a fucking line with two varial flips and showed that he could fuck off and he he showed me that like dude i'll grind a 10 rail and he'll like 180 fig manual median or whatever like yeah. i can't really remember it was all the a good that pivot part. yeah it, a that, pivot. that was a pivot and then i mean sadly some of the party vibes look kind of distasteful in retrospect but i think that was the last time that i really turned the corner with the skater and went with them that said like thank you for having this ability, but then wanting to use it to, it seemed like he was using it more to explore the environment after that. He was yeah. grinding this rail or manually. Well, he was skating in his wasn't. hometown and that helps. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, the, the full Seattle thing and, um, or he's not from Seattle. He's from some other place up there. I don't know where you guys Lake live. S Lake Stevens. Lake Stevens. Um, doesn't have a skate park still. Still no skate park. No skate park. He's a street skater. Um, and, and I kind of just wish that um, some people are doing this. Antonio Durao is doing this for me. Yeah. Um, oh, he's incredible. There's nothing bad to be said about him. Dude. Yeah. It's, I mean, when he came, when I first oh, saw him, I God, was just whatever with him. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Same. Then, Do we all love then, him? Do we yeah, all love? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I fucking love, love Antonio Kristen Durao. Yeah. Rides for numbers. He's pro, just turned pro for numbers. He, Kristen didn't hear us. I, I just want to like. Kristen, what are you up What'd to? What'd you say? What are you Kristen, up stop to working. <laughs> stop working. You're reading, Sorry, you're talking you about people thrasher? I don't fucking know. I thought yeah, yeah. I was actually looking for something, but um, I I was just want to say that like at his pro event thing at labor, like his board, his his wheels were like size forty two square, f like flat spotted wheels. Yes. His trucks were grinded to shit. Like 
He does not yes. give a shit about product, and he rips. And I fucking respect. I love yes. that. He's can, the, can you uh, the can you best. confirm something with me that Ben K will never be asked to have champagne duties ever again? <laughs> uh, he completely fucked that up. It was so Aww. uncomfortable to watch. I had a knot in my stomach. Just like he, he just flubbed the fucking. You all you gotta do is shake it up and shoot the cork off. It wasn't easy. It was. It, it was. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I was asking Ted Schmitz if he's ever successfully pulled it off. Yeah, it's or not if he's easy. Just speaking from other videos. Fuck yeah, seen. it is. <laughs> yeah, and you preload it too. You kind of you kind of shake the seal before you do it. It took a um. It took a minute for Antonio to get out of the shop and like I think he like pre shook it and then it died and then it was like. Yeah. <laughs> I I was by, yeah. you know I can little peek behind the magician's curtain on that one. Um, yeah. There was there was some delay. Yeah, but he's one of the people who's, who's done it, who's turned from a, just a technically able skater to a sort of a skater who has a vision, a window into, into you know, how, how to see the environment. I hear that. But speaking of New York people. Oh, uh, I was going to say, I love Tony Doral because he kind of breaks the mold for a lot of New York skateboarding. You know, yeah, like he's fuck yeah, he's like a much different type of New York skater. Also, his leather jacket is not an affectation. I think he's actually cold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, he's fr- he's like from Long Island, so that's uh, it's, a, it's very suburban. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you guys like him because you know you're seeing the suburban thing. No, yeah, um, the suburban thing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, so we're gonna talk about New York now. We could either talk about New York or we could go straight to the funeral pyre, and we could save New York. You could throw New York on the funeral pile. I know you pyre. You wa- I know you want to. Yeah, I, I never would. No, 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 no. I just feel like we could really amble on the New York train. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Feel like we could. A, a little sharp right. I called Nick Stain a poser with fake style. I take it back because I found out he has a job. That's <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, That's all. Yeah, you'll. Yeah, a full, full takesies backsies of my stupid ignorant comments. Are we I going funeral pie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, somebody's not a coward here. I am. Nick um, Stain sounds like a porn star name. <laughs> a, a, um, a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. He could pivot. Should we skip in New York pivot. for the next episode? I think so. I think yeah. we save it. Yeah. All right, I, I, all right. We're getting on for ne- for sure. Working class skater, okay. good skater. That's it. My opinion. That's Fast my new opinion. Skater, good skater. Fast skater, good skater. I'll just defer whatever. This Ted is that Ted's opinion of him now. <laughs> Sick. This is all I wanted. <laughs> all right. And his Ollie was affected. By. Okay. Okay. So now for the f- everyone's favorite segment of the show, funeral pyre. <laughs> Who's going first? Do, do you guys have yours written down? I've got you know one. what? I'll go first. All I got right. one that I want to amplify the voices of a couple people on Instagram, namely Bus Crew and my friend Mon in Palestine. Secret Tape, too? Is that uh, it? Yeah, you mentioned Secret Tape said something about this, but I had been thinking about it regardless, and I didn't even see the Bus Crew post, but cops doing kickflips on Instagram. Don't post that shit. Dude, I just saw one, actually. Yeah, second yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah don't yeah. want to see it. I it's just... been all over the place, and... Don't do the local news network's copaganda for them. You don't need to post copaganda. <laughs> nice fucking portmanteau. Yeah. You don't need to. You don't need to post cops doing kickflips on Instagram or doing anything on Instagram for that matter. Yeah. Unless they're fucking up real bad. Agreed. Then get that shit out there to the public. I think it's a good one. I mean, this happened last night. I Throw was skating in. a curb. So I uh, yeah, I was skating a curb last night and it. A dude, I was talking to Ryan about this earlier, but a dude came up and basically he's kind of like, um, I, I don't know, he he didn't sell drugs. I, I don't really know what to say about it, but um, but he was having like a, a hard time communicating and shit. But like as he would he would talk, um, he basically alluded to the fact that like 
he and I should both get out of the spot. Like I was, you know, skating in the parking lot, causing some trouble. And, and he's like, yeah, it's pretty fuzzy around here. Um, and, uh, and whatever, he had some drugs on him and stuff. And basically if, if a cop came by basically and shut me down for skating or whatever, sat us both down, went through his bag or whatever, it's, it's pretty clear what team I would be on in that situation. Like I would be not on the cop's side. Right. Um, and, uh, and and I thought that it was just telling that I think a lot of us, if, if we are doing street skating, we are not um, we are closer to um, the outcast than the um, defender of the police state. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope so. That's just how I felt. And yeah, I, I second that. Holy God damn it. My cousin, also, uncle are cops. Sorry. You got I was, it. I was just going to say, I also see like cops like skating like around like kids with like a loaded gun like on their hip. It's like, what? <laughs> Well, that's the no, that's where it comes from. Is that it's like, ooh, they've got like a loaded gun and all this ass. gear on. They're doing a kickflip. It's so cool. And it's like, no, it's not fucking cool. Like, they use those guns to scare the shit out of people and kill people sometimes. So, film a social worker do a kickflip. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what we were saying. Yeah, we're gonna start a campaign. If you film a social worker and or a teacher, uh, an adoptive uh, parent, yeah, public school teacher, do teachers, a kickflip, foster parents. I will send yeah. you. I will send you twenty social bucks. Social workers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Water protectors. Who else we got? Yeah, yeah. So I know some right. real real people that are doing fucking the Lord's work out here. Let's see them do some kick flips. Yeah, yeah. No, that's... I'm done. No more cop flips. All right, who's next? I, I need get, to nominate oh, no, no, someone. Okay, okay. I'll, I was, it's popcorn style. <laughs> I guess, you get to I, pick well, who goes next. I was going to say cop bashers. Um, <laughs> going <to> funeral, <laughs> yeah. um, my fucking, bashers. My switch varial heel is on the funeral pile. <laughs> Pyre, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Dude, I'm just, there's always something fucked up about Ted skating, and he's like, "I got to cut this out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I think every everything else about skateboarding is perfect. So, Ted, yeah. the switch burial heel is on the funeral pyre, never to be returned to again. I mean, I'll do it for myself, but me trying to film it for like this imagined studio audience and you guys, you all, like, no, thank you. I'm, I'm done with that. I'm, you know, I did it once, like in a game of skate against against Taji in 2003 and I've I know I've landed that trick maybe me filming myself trying tricks for an audience is uh also funeral pyre worthy yeah right now you we need that daily that. operation yeah, baby those are tricks <laughs> those that's just like, really yeah that's an ethos that's art <laughs> I was curious <laughs> you have you ever just reposted have you ever Ted, just you reposted it an old one? No, like no, no one no, would no. know. No, 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 no. It's no. always fresh. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's always fresh. Ted, wow. you did the Respect. ultimate skate park That's move an and backtailed the whole pyramid from bank to bank. That's my that was uh, an old move. Other only <laughs> trick, you know. And it's hard for me um, every time. I'm not going to not do back that. Backtail's not even your move. Switch backtail is your your move. Yeah, so or um, your lady. I know. Well, said. if people pay attention to me, which I want them to do, obviously, or, or I wouldn't be filming myself. I would want them to know, like, "Lo, he's being versatile. He's doing a regular backtail. Yeah. How how charming." I actually found the switch frontside hurricane transgressive to me um, because I've been trying to learn the, uh, them regular. Um, it's a backside trick. Easier switch. And um, I've tried it switch too, and I. Uh, I slipped out on the wax that I had put on the ledge myself, which is a cell phone. Uh, so, anyways, I just thought that was a little offensive, a little transgressive. Oh, like um, it was, it was, it was uh, microaggression. Those yeah, are yeah. tricks. That's an ethos. <laughs> That's such a good one. Uh, Kristen, what's yours? Um, mine is so 
I've been watching a lot of skate content. Um, I'll admit, mostly because of this podcast, <laughs> um, a lot more than I want to watch. Um, and um, I've been—I th- thought about this like a while ago, um, just in watching a lot of skate content. Um, I've noticed a lot. Like skaters are often interacting with the urban environment, um, interacting yeah. with suburban you know, cops, yeah, people's houses. Um, you know, pedestrians and all of that. And one thing that I want to throw on the pyre is um, just the way that skaters often in skate videos interact with people experiencing homelessness, people experiencing mental illness, people who use drugs, um, and forgetting that, like, these people are members of our society, they're human beings, and often we're skating, like, on their home. Like, this is where they live. Um, And I just think we need to stop perpetuating these kind of negative stereotypes of this community or different different communities um through our skate videos i feel like often i watch a skate video and we're like ollieing over someone that's like you know yeah, fuck that like experiencing homelessness like someone laying on the ground or yeah. um yeah. or we're like featuring in a video like a guy that's um you know maybe he's on drugs or or has like a mental um mental health issues and i just feel like that's just like we're already super able-bodied doing something that's really fucking hard and skating in the middle of the street and dogs are barking like we're already being complete entitled assholes like do we really (laughs) have to like you know the people in our society we should care the most about do we really have to give them the middle finger too like let's (laughs) really be kind and better to folks living on the street yeah, full yeah. disclosure, uh, one of my closest family members has been that person at multiple times in his life. So, yeah, it's especially, yeah. Uh, I don't know, important to me that you don't do that. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, yeah, as skaters, it's like, it kind of can work both ways because, like, a lot of times skating plazas, you end up interacting with people who are experiencing homelessness, and that can be really like a learning, ex- like a teaching moment, you know? Yeah. Totally. Um and the yeah the frustrating thing about cameras is that like everything becomes performative and it's like oh this yeah. you know this guy or this woman is like doing something crazy and it's going to be for great content for a video but like they're often going through like you know a really tough moment in their life and maybe it's even just a brief moment or it's a longer term thing but you just got to not do that i'm embarrassed to like recount this but i that what you said Kristen and and reiterated ryan is like that hit me so late in my in my 20s like where i was just like like there's this weird thing that you dip back into these like really shitty like patterns of your youth when you're skating and i remember like skating this spot that was like a step up ledge uh downtown and there was this homeless guy like selling his stuff like on one of the ledges and i was skating the other one and like one of his friends like went over to the ledge and and was like sitting near it and i was filming and i was like hey can you just like move your thing and like do this somewhere else like something really really snotty (laughs) you know and he's like fuck you like just immediately like kind of like no i'm gonna bust your ass and like we just started like going back and forth and then the guy selling the thing came over to me and he's like don't touch him like don't talk to him that's my father or some something like that like you know and i realized i was being filmed and i realized like I was also frustrated because I wanted to get this, what was probably a switchback so tail or something stupid. Yeah, like <laughs> another one. Yeah, it was very important to me. And he pushed me and I picked up my board. And then I just like split second looked at what they were fighting over and what I represented to them 
yeah. and what that space meant to them compared to what it meant to me. And like, like I was just like, Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I, that was yeah, yeah. really fucking stupid. If you don't want me to be here, I can come back. And they, they were actually really cool. They were just like, no, just like, don't, you know, like he'll move, but just give him time or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah. but it was, I was 27 years old. Like that is a, that's, almost unforgivable that uh, how late that sort of realization oh i mean same with me yeah i lived in san francisco from 18 to 20 and probably did all sorts of egregious shit um because you're just interacting with you know people who are experiencing homelessness all the time and yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's yeah, one of those things where it's like make mistakes and, and learn from those mistakes yeah i wanted to pull it back to what we were talking earlier about like these big companies and these platforms and this leverage that they have like if you're listening right now and you have the power to like put something like not have certain clips like that be put in your next company's video, yeah. like use that power and pillars that you have. If you have that veto power, if you're a filmmaker, um, just to make sure the way that we're representing our whole community, like, you know, security kickout footage, funny, right? But like, there's a, there's a line with everything. And like, think about it from like a, like these are human beings, you know, and what are we perpetuating, you know? Like we're the, we get to create what skateboarding is and like, let's do better. Yeah. Yeah. And this may be vain, like this, this because you guys already kind of hit the, the the main points of it, but it's like it's also a cliche. Like it's also very boring. It's totally. also like it's already just been beat to the ground. And, and as an aesthetic choice for a video, uh, is um, it's just it is um, it's just uh, like a cover band. Yeah. It's just not interesting. It's you trying to do um, the the tropes of the of the genre, and it's just very um, it's very boring and played. I mean, I mm-hmm. I. Re- I did not rewatch. I didn't watch the April promo before this, but I watched the Bones Brigade video show, like the 1983 video, and there are homeless people in that video. Like that trope yeah. was established with arguably the first skate video on a videotape available to skateboarders worldwide. Like yeah. everything that we're talking about skate videos happened in that video, and like so that's what fucking yeah. I'm terrible yeah. at math, that's, but that's how I was introduced like to skating through the thrill of it all clip. Yeah, I. Uh, my name is, like I said, is Lynn. I astro project. Awesome. Let's check out some of the. I astral project, you know, the guy yeah. says yeah. I'm zero, you know, and that was like, I mean, what is that, the first clip of the video? That was the very first video clip I had ever seen. Yeah. Of uh, my introduction to skating came through a humor through somebody's incoherence because of the. Well, and there's entertainment. A, there, I don't. I'm not to speak on this clip, but there is a fine line between like uh, exploiting someone and like making fun of them and showcasing like urban life yeah. and like skating yeah, totally. through that environment. Yeah. You know, like because you are interacting with with yeah, but people I, from but I think diverse backgrounds. Recognizing but. the stake that you have in terms of your own power and abilities, like you said, Kristen, like that you're at the t- you're young and coordinated and at the top of your abilities and doing something really hard, whereas those people are literally the hardest thing they're trying to do is actually fucking survive and find a place to sleep that night. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, that especially rung true for me, Ted, when you talked about like the mania that you get when trying to film a trick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like everything falls by the wayside. You don't care if like, you know, like 
your girlfriend's sick or just anything could be happening and you just you're like no i have to get this clip like this homeless yeah. man is in the way and i i well, like I yeah. have and it's also Throw this that in the pyre too we need to chill the fuck out like yeah, yeah. it's easier said than done it's I, exactly yeah. i mean yeah. it's that's why the, i was late tonight <laughs> what's interesting about it is that like skateboarding is this performative thing where we're doing this not just for ourselves but for someone an imagined viewer or people they're actually filming or like just the people that see us on the street whether they get or not and like homelessness is often about invisibility whether they're like actively trying yes. not to be noticed yeah. like it's like they have found that spot that we happen to be skating where no one will bother them most people won't bother yeah. them and that's why it's a popular or an appealing skate bot skate yeah. spot to and us and often that's where we are looking exactly yeah. Um, yeah 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 and but just that that notion of like i should be seen and i should not be seen are <laughs> put put us at odds often mr beachy uh <clears throat> mine is um uh, funeral pyre is actually a positive wrapped inside of a negative, um, which is, I hope <laughs> you guys are, of sorts. I cool. hope you're ready for this. Cool. Oh, intellectual no, exercise. Say, Thank you. The thing I, I was actually going to say a thing that I don't want in skate videos also, but I think Kristen's was an exceptional, um, and much better example than mine. So I will say instead that I think what we should throw into the funeral pyre is not buying anything print. I think we all absolutely if we can afford it should get a subscription to a print magazine and it doesn't it can be thrasher it can be push periodical it could be free skate magazine i think we all it could be skateism. yeah i need to get a free yeah you should get a skateism subscription we should all do what we can because there's all the kind of argument about shops right and local shops and mall shops and without mall shops yeah. um you know state footwear doesn't exist etc and that conversation is really um I don't know, protracted and, uh, you know, ultimately like kind of pointless, but there is no reason that uh, all of us who can't afford it should not be supporting print. There's no, there's no argument for it. And I think we all should tomorrow or right now, like cl click off the podcast and go like subscribe or at least order an issue from skateism or, free, or from free. I mean, more order zines, yeah. order skate, witches. yeah, I think I, I also sort of think like zines are so much more, I mean, they kind of touch on everything that at least appeals to me about skateboarding, which is like the sort of personalities and the and the DIY thing. I mean, I, yeah. and at this point, like print media is kind of DIY, no matter at what level you operate. But um, yeah, I agree. At the same time, my house is filled with like well, you could throw them away. Yeah, you could actually yeah. use them or, in a or give them fire. to Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah good for fire. <laughs> So no. buy the zine, but also throw it in the pyre. Yeah. Dude, reduce, reuse, no. recycle. Uh, I was going to say, too, like, keep in mind that, like, a lot of the media that you might consume in skateboarding, if you see it on the internet or whatever, it's all, like, supported by ads. So if you really want to get independent thoughts, support print publications that or projects or there's a video, whatever, uh, of people that are not ad supported, because inevitably you're going to get better content, more unique voices. Um, things that are a little less watered down feeling. So especially if you're feeling a little bit like uh, jaded by the content, you know, there's so much more content. People can DM me. I'll send them. I got a fat stack of zines. I'm down to share if anybody wants to be in my zine yeah. um, book club. Yeah. And, and, and to that as well, I mean, um, to, to the point about not, not having space or whatever, um, I have 300 issues of the New Yorker that I think that I've gotten in the last year and a half somehow. Um, but, um, 
the uh one these can go to, to local libraries but then with the skate stuff um kevin marks at uh, look back library um and we didn't really talk about his documentary that came out last month but um I, I had the chance to have an interview with him um while i was slowly working on on that other show that i do that almost doesn't even uh, deserve mention anymore um but uh <laughs> he he will take them um and he is he is distributing everything um european zines uh scene uh or european mags uh scene zines um he's doing um just awesome work um disseminating uh print media to to skaters through shops and through community centers and um you know there's always a place for them so trick of the week we almost forgot wait i didn't even get one motherfucker schmitz gets to go wait you didn't go (laughs) no you uh, first, you stole mine with the cops doing kickflips. I did not. I then told you, you that today I was gonna say that, that was already on my list. All right, uh, no. Go full uh, Infowars on his ass. I'm th- I'm throwing Ted Peaks. I'm throwing Folks. Ted Peaking <laughs> on the microphone under the pyre. <laughs> Listen up, folks. The way they're designing the skate parks is turning the skaters regular footed. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I don't sip from the from the drinking fountain at any public park. Uh, I bring my own ionized water that I bring myself uh, from from a well I've dug in my backyard that I own. Um, <laughs> I'm ripping my shirt off right now. Um, uh, all right, folks, I got something for the funeral pyre. Uh, I like his voice. <laughs> Keep it going, please. Uh, I like this. Where was uh, this guy the whole show? Yeah, that fucking. I stole that from another show that just sampled it that that Ted and I listened to. Um, Office Hours is good, but skaters turned bikers. And before you go, what kind? Is it the leather kind (laughs) or the spandex kind? All both, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's digression and danger. Yeah, it's not enough wheels. Yeah, yes. Right, it's not enough wheels. Ride a fucking bike and keep it to yourself. Do not show me. Riding a motorcycle is not hard. Ugh. Riding a fucking bicycle. So many people is getting called hard. out right now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, one of my best friends has almost all but abandoned his skateboard to ride a bicycle, and I could not hope that his spokes disappear in the middle of the night yeah. more. It's so that's <laughs> just so pit- his, just yeah. his spokes. Yes. I I ride a bike all the time, and it's so fucking pedestrian. Yes, it is yeah. the most pedestrian, most basic, yeah. most fucking. Just voiceless trash. I think that like uh, yeah, riding a bike yeah. is like fun and Do good, it, but get the, it. yeah, the subculture of get it, it is the like fuck not... out of my fucking face. Yeah. These are people who think like it's, artisan yeah. coffee is sick. Uh, <laughs> they fucking <laughs> like oh yeah. Who has the train terrible. gun for Ted? Yeah, <laughs> no, I and like then this. the fucking <laughs> and then the fucking flip side ocean side fucking biker. Motherfucker, except Louis Elliott, who does like full blown, what is that called? Like 40 boys shit when he goes like full wheelie, one footed through like San Francisco traffic. I'll give him the pass. You're down but, for tricks. <laughs> but I'm down for just, yeah, if you're like psychotic and weird with it and you're like I- imagination expanding, yes. But if you yeah, no, are. A nobody, fucking, nobody's quitting skating to do BMX bike. Yes. Yeah. And if you are, but if you are a fucking easy rider caricature and like your thing is like. Riding out on the fucking 10 going east by 60 miles and then turning around coming back after you went to some truck stop. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Wow. That's, that was a really specific location. I like yeah. that one, though. Yeah. It's so good. And yeah, it's a lot of my friends, but it's like, I need less friends. I know. 
All my friends need to be skaters, goddammit. Well, here's the thing, and this is where it gets serious, is like, uh, if they keep riding their motorcycle, my, motorcycles, they will be, you will have less friends. It's so fucking dangerous and unnecessarily, like... It's sad, actually, yeah. yeah. Like, I've had, I've um, had many friends almost die, and they have been riding for five years, yeah. you know? And... And 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 obviously, like whatever I say is not like dogmatic. Like a, a good friend of mine was diagnosed with um, a pretty bad illness, um, multiple sclerosis, and became a fucking literally a biker in in both senses. And I, and I'm not saying that you can't use the tools or or use you know get some sense of freedom and mobility from them. But when you then go full bore into a caricaturesque identity, yeah. I cannot stand it. And when you abandon skating, like some people will say like, yeah, dude, I wasn't skating that much. So I want to like keep up my muscles and like ride a bike. But, but it's like, but you know what it does? And they don't skate anymore. Yeah, You know what it does? Also, it kind of reveals the superficial trappings of skateboarding. Like when you, when you, like when I quit skateboarding to play exercise. Yeah. But like, then you jump into like the whole culture and you want to dress like a biker and you want to do this. Like I remember yeah. like, I quit soccer. I quit skating to play soccer for a year, and I was a soccer poser. I knew, like, I figured out like yes. what all the good soccer players were, and I tried to dress like that. And I would watch soccer games and shit, and like, <laughs> like you know, like this is really you started cute. calling Go it on. footy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but no, I think like skaters the do new that. Footy for you. Like it just yeah. it just reminds you went from like, one footy to the other. It's a it's a weird uncomfortable reminder that like we there's so much of our like culture is like poser shit you know and we like yes. because we skate and so when you jump into the bike thing you're like oh i'm a fucking leather jacket dude like i'm a fucking biker like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. dude it's, it's embarrassing uh, it is. it's fucking signals i i don't really know and then it's like it's just something that frustrates me about the 26 to 30 year old skater who who bounces and not because they're forced out physically but because it's like they just make a choice and i'm like then why the fuck were you here this whole time making me think that you were fucking in it with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about it now, now that we're kind of talking shit about it. Like, I think that stuff's really corny or whatever. Um, but I also, like, how do people quit skating and move on and do other things in their lives? Is there a way to do it? Or are, we just, are those people just dead to us? Because that's what it, kind of what it sounds like. And I want my I'm, friends to be able to quit skating if they don't want to skate anymore. Like, whatever. I'm a fucking maniac. I was like, gonna say okay. when Ted was talking about the caricature of a biker, I'm like the only caricature that Ted will accept is the caricature of a skateboarder. That's exactly that, right. That is what he is. <laughs> That's exactly right. Hold on I'm a like, second. Hold on, because my my friend reminded me of this. Like, uh, I once complained because I'd been out of shape, uh, and it was like early spring, like after winter, that my butt jiggled when I landed a kickflip, <laughs> and like, how many of you like you can talk shit about like bike riders or whatever, but like. That's a, also a concern, and it's a middle age concern. Is like, I get fat now and out of shape, and like I felt my butt jiggle trying to switch inward or switch heel foot varials this morning, and like, I yeah, I don't know, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that age or is that fat? What the fuck? It's a bit. Of, I'd like to uh, think it's age. Maybe it's just fat. I don't know. Uh, but like, but I do think that like people like yeah, there is a there is a, a dulling of one's like zeal for challenging oneself but also there's the the very practical desire to not have your butt jiggle when you do skate that bike riding helps um there's also you know i, I don't know i think i'm still pretty cocaine. pissed that keegan souter quit to be a, a a biker in both senses and i no, just no, haven't no, no, really no. gotten over it keegan souter is a helicopter pilot yeah, yeah, but dude, he rides like far as fuck on his yeah, bike. He's the best. Yeah, that's cool. And, and I just I haven't really gotten over that. Keegan, we miss you. Come back. So it's yeah. about you, not them. 
All of my oh, opinions shit. are about me and not them. <laughs> I am so fucking self-centered and unfit for social life. And I have I have externalized all of my problems. Like my my inability to compromise is is constantly framed as the sort of everyone else's problem world around yeah it's it, you know what i mean it's like what that fucking awful cliche of like if you meet uh one asshole in a day it's their problem if you meet five assholes in a day you're the problem uh-huh. and uh and everyone's a fucking asshole around me yeah you're at like 30 35 we should just cut in the middle of that rant <laughs> Um, that was, all right. that was we, awesome. We need we we need to talk uh, trick requests. Okay. Or trick. Uh, what is another it? fucking heel flip? Good. Yeah. All right. All right. No, I don't. No, no, no. Yeah, someone said fake inward heel flip in the chat, and fuck that. I spent yeah. like hours trying S- to learn same. that a few weeks ago. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I, yeah. Can I? Can I yep. say yep. switch inward heel flip? No way. Absolutely fuck. not. Well, can no. we do tricks that aren't just fucking leaping laterally? Like let's. <laughs> Literally, that's what he said. Lateral leap about the switch of aerial healing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah just man, you just jump right in front jump of you. Jump to where you think it's going to end up and fucking yep. close your eyes. Okay, okay. Yeah. What, what, what do we got here? I think we should do uh, switch back heels. Ooh. Cool. That's not a lateral <laughs> leap. I'm a fucking brat about it. No, nah, man. That's that 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 you, you being a fucking asshole. Stays under you, Ted. It's very simple. It just stays right beneath your feet. Yeah, no. I hate switchback side things. I feel like I'm snowboarding. Watch out. That's Ooh, fair. Ted, whoa, are you whoa, personally whoa. offended by that? Whoa, yeah, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry if I offended your switchback side identity. Oh, no. What about something not a flat ground trick, like a quarter pipe trick? Oh, or yeah. Grind. Yeah. Yeah, we got oh, options, be, boys. Oh, oh, oh you're I'll be in about... the dark on that one. Yeah. How about just <laughs> like something mellow, front, front side sick. Blunt fakey is sick, actually. Blunt fakey is sick. <laughs> blunt fakey is gonna be funny. Yeah, I don't. I think that'd be I'm fun. actually so scared of blunt fakies. Like so scared. Yeah. Blunt fakey. Blunt fakey. Really? Oh, yeah. Is God, that what we got to? Yeah, you don't brutal. skate transition, Kyle. Do it. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it. I got it. I'll get it tomorrow. What do you need? It's that easy. Front blunt. Front blunt. All right, everyone out there. Front blunt. blunt. Front blunt. Are we doing front blunt or back or blunt fakie? Front blunt. It's the same to me. Front blunt. <laughs> I'm certainly good at both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Front, you get front, to give us trick tips. Okay. Front, if you ask. Front blunt on either quarter pipe or bank or bank to curb, not right. ledge. Yeah. Not front blunt slide. Front blunt. So. Yeah. Good luck, everyone, Sick. and we'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. Bye. 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 Music for the last three episodes was provided by Michael Krigger. You can find him on Instagram at blogafonte, like the Bellafonte, but it used to be a blog. And the credits music of the last two episodes is provided by Alana Brine. You can also find her on Instagram at alana.brine, I-L-A-N-A dot B-R-Y-N-E. You can also find her on Bandcamp. So check him out, support him, get hyped. (laughs) 